This episode is sponsored by Scotch Porter. As colder weather approaches, Scotch Porter is essential for all the bearded men out there trying to keep a healthy beard. Scotch Porter is for the modern day man who wants to look his best at all times. Your first impression is your last impression. You can catch me rocking some distressed denim, a cashmere sweater, and a leather biker jacket, but I always make sure my beard is on point too. So go to scotchporter.com and use the code SIPODCAST to get 10% off your combs, conditioners, balms, and more. Buy black. Buy Scotch Porter. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sophisticated Ignorance. I am your host, Steven. Uh, normally, we would have Naima in here with all her positive energy but she's feeling under the weather but you know she's loyal to the cause so we got her on telephone (laughs) on the phone we got her on the phone hello everyone how's everybody doing no 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 how are you doing because i know the reason why you ain't here is because you you have a little stomach virus well you still are trying to recover from it I am like it was horrible yesterday. I couldn't even go into work. It was like the exorcist. It was Damn. Just, it was just really bad. It was a bad situation. <laughs> it felt like Trump won pre- <laughs> became president all over again. Oh no! Mr. Krabs meme on God. a thousand. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. I'm, I'm going strong, like three hours without any kind of like situation going on. That's what's up. That's what's up. If you have to excuse yourself, you understand. Um, yeah, Vixen. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm Vixen. I'm back. Uh, mad episodes later, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Yes, yes. We got my boy Vixen back in here. Um, I guess you can, in some ways, kind of like redeem yourself. (laughs) The first, the first, your first appearance. Last time you guys heard from me, uh, we were talking about cuffing season. Um, life has gotten way litty since then, so that's not a problem. And um, you was off that henny that previous time. Yeah, I was off that henny. Definitely in my feelings. <laughs> uh, life was bad back then. <laughs> 2017 is lit. So, all right. So we we uh, we gonna make sure to have a good show today. But right. first, we'll start with you know some current events. Whew. Um. Let's see. We'll start off with the City Island Brawl that um, happened. You mean the City Island Massacre? Because <laughs> um, a brawl would involve someone <laughs> coming on, on top. For those who don't know, I don't even know if there's like a full clip of it. But from the clip that's circulating, it was like, well, I've never been to City Island. You so have no reason what, to be in City Island. Continue. I've never been to that part of City Island. What, okay. what good part of City Island is there? I mean, I've never seen that City there's <laughs> like, like a whole bunch of young kids who got out of school early and just met up and started fighting. Like, that's what exactly it looks like. I've Basically. never seen that. Ever. Yeah, because aren't Usually they still on midwinter recess? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, bip, bip. <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah so basically for anybody that hasn't seen the clip uh, i don't know where this venue is at but it's basically in sydney island in the bronx but for whatever reason like a fight broke out and every human being possible had a chair and was just launching it all over the place at people let's imagine that somebody either stepped on someone's jays or looked at them wrong or someone got the wrong order or insert ridiculous situation because there's no reason why you have 50 some odd niggas throwing chairs slipping on why is the floor so slippery there's so many questions with that clip maybe something spills on the floor what everything (laughs) you never 
everything else is being thrown. I mean, I would assume people were sitting down with me before all that shit popped off. So, oh, you wait, think so? Was, wait, where were the tables? <laughs> where was? Yeah, I don't remember seeing any tables either. That. I didn't see any tables. What type of spot was this? <laughs> this doesn't that's make any saying. sense. I've never been to that part of City Island. Like, what? That must be a new place. And I now, don't know. And now I never want to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. If shit like this happen every day, no thanks. Yeah. I mean, we all, if you're from New York, we all make make fun of all the other boroughs for, like, typical shit. Like, nobody likes Queens because Queens is mad random with the street numbers and names and... They always say Brooklyn is like nothing but scammers and abandoned apartment buildings, and the Bronx is known for just being rowdy as fuck. No matter what, no matter what. Honestly, so. I think there's just some real estate guy that watched that video and is thinking, hmm, what if this place was called City Gardens? Let me salt base some gentrification to show real quick. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll eventually find out. I, I'm, it eventually will we'll start to circulate on news circuits, but who knows if we'll ever find out the truth or whatever. Yeah, um, I'm good I don't with that. Even, I don't even think we really even care. I don't no, care. We really I, don't. I'm not too invested to figure yeah, out how we, the. Uh, yeah, we really, they probably won't ever find the truth. Who won the match? I'm not. I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, then next thing that happened this weekend was just hip-hop in general first mm. we had the just blaze and swiss beats battle two massacres in a row <laughs> which was just fucking beautiful because i mean we all about to be 30 if we're not 30 already so we've like grown up with hip-hop and at times you tend to forget like what certain people have done in their like catalog and it was like yo these two motherfuckers got some hits god you even there were certain songs i didn't even know some of them did and it was like bruh bruh like it was in my house it was literally like a club like i was od lit <laughs> it was like a, i was lit in my house like just said that he did it from the people yeah it Even was appreciated it was clear <laughs> <laughs> yeah he definitely took that l but it, it was nice it was appreciated see buster there cassidy was there alicia keys was there word and she was rapping to every song Buster, yo, Buster's face, yo, yo, Buster reminds me of that old Jamaican uncle that just be showing up, <laughs> not knowing what be happening, but he's just there because all the young people are there, yo. Like, <laughs> his faces were priceless. <laughs> yes, he had all the stink looks. Like, he don't know what the fuck was going he on. He looked lost. Then he looked found. Then he looked like, yo, who just like farted? <laughs> then, no. then he looked like mad dritty. Like, yo. Yeah, well, well, they said towards the end. I don't know if if everybody watched it because that shit was like two hours. Yeah, long. I only watched six minutes. But so. yeah, they did say <laughs> towards the end they gotta um try to have like other battles with like Pharrell versus Timbaland and like uh, Pete Rock versus Premier. So I look forward to that. But let not forget that Swiss Beast dropped that unreleased track with Jay Z. Nas, DMX, and Jadakiss, Boy, which yeah. was like nailing the coffin. Like they even had the 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 freeze frame of Just Blaze's face. Like fuck, I lost. Oh, <laughs> Word. Fuck, In that I moment, lost. he knew. <laughs> he <laughs> fucked <was> up. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we get uh, a CD quality of that record soon. Word. And then uh, transitioning to uh, massacres. Speaking of more else. <laughs> 
this whole Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma thing has the internet ablaze the last 24 hours. Uh, Nima, what, what are your thoughts on this as a as a young lady out in the streets that uh, wow. appreciates the culture? Yeah, I don't know how to take this. Because <laughs> honestly, I just feel like, I mean, yo, Remy, they all need verbs, so I don't know. They all need something um, to do. <laughs> I was, before I was a Nicki fan, people know, like, diehard Nicki fan over here. Before the Nicki fan, I was into Lil' Kim and Remy. And that's like, I would listen to Remy when I was like in the streets, running around, partying, you know, with the drug dealers and everything like that with my bullshit. So. Talk that talk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, so then I had, when I was becoming a woman, I guess you can say, I was on my Nicki shit. She was sexy, she was feminine, she was talking that sex shit, so I was with it. Mm-hmm. So when Remy came out, I was like, ah, oh, man, shit, about to be crazy. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew at some point it was coming. Like, Remy just invoked this kind of energy that makes you feel like I was about to shit out of your face like it's crazy so when I woke up out of my um Mr. Crab me shit and I started <laughs> <laughs> I started hearing it I'm seeing memes I'm like Remy didn't do it like I was praying she didn't do it I'm like what happened but then I heard like that little verse that he had on like Gucci Mane song or whatever I'm like ah. Uh, Alright, whatever. It didn't, it didn't seem like a big deal to me. Oh, well, but little did you I know. Heard, <laughs> and he, and it, I was just like, oh, it's just, truth be told, I thought the shit was whack. What Nikki said was whack. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I finally heard the, the Remy one, I was like, the first part of it was like, fuck Nicki Minaj. I was like, nah. <laughs> I called my sister in the room. I was like, yo, stop, yo, stop. Nah. Listen to this. Listen to this, stop. Listen, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and you heard what... Fuck Nikki Minaj. She was like, nah, turn it up. Like, the next seven minutes, we were sitting, we were sitting in the middle of the bedroom just in shock. Like, it's over. Like, the only thing left for Nikki to do is either shut up or fight her. Like, she can't say nothing. And I feel bad. Like, I, I love Nikki, but Remy, nah, that's, that's the hood right there. Nikki can also hide. Remy, Remy is like the, the older cousin of Aunt that I remember growing up with. So it's kind of like my nigga. Remy, like, Remy's the older, yeah, Remy's the older cousin. Like, if you had no, yeah. if you had any little beef, she was you coming through, her. and she wasn't yeah. letting you fight. Like Word. she fucking everybody up, male, female, and animal on site, everything down. And I have, a, I have a, a cousin like that. Shout out to my cousin Spark. She that cousin. She'll be like, all right, you want to fight her? Fight her. If anybody jump in, it's getting it's popping. She said she'll so be the who, automatic referee. <laughs> like automatic. Like if anybody jumps in, it's a rap for the whole block. So. I don't know what Nikki's gonna do at this point. Either she shut up or fight her. Like, that's it. Like, you, I think... In the street, in the street, y'all gotta fight. If she was in the street, y'all would have to fight. Okay, Remy's taking her heads down, so... Well, Nikki ain't got no chances. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> let's not forget, Remy just did a bid for shooting her best friend course, in the speak, stomach speak, well, speak for three bands. I'm speaking, speaking <laughs> hypothetically. Nobody really expects them to actually fight. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's yeah. the only thing that's really left for you. I just think... If Nikki does respond and it's somewhat decent, I think it's a win-win for her. Cause um, mm-hmm. while Remy's been gone, Nikki's the only person that's taken that spot, so she's absorbed all this popularity in right. the social media age. What? So if her mm-hmm. shit is even, there's no way anything that she said, Jesus Christ can come down and write down her verse, and it's not gonna be better than what Remy Barney said. Barney can write her verse too. I don't think it's gonna <laughs> help, but that's just me. like. There's no way, there's nothing she could say that would top what Remy said. But if it's at yeah. least halfway halfway decent, then she gonna have cause cause of her popularity, she's gonna have it's gonna feel like it was bigger than what it was. Cause look at back to back. 
Drake didn't really say nothing crazy on back to back, but right. because Drake is who he is, this mm-hmm. shit got overblown. So if Nicki does anything that's somewhat credible, it's gonna get more buzz than what it's really worth. But in terms of like bar for bar and personals, I think that's nah. where she she gonna lose in that fashion. Every single time. Because first off, let's just break the fucking song down. First off, it was seven minutes. And then it wasn't even like, yo, she was talking shit for like three of the seven minutes. It was like six minutes and 30 seconds of just straight personal shit. Word. And then it's like, for anybody that knows of Remy or knows how she came up, there's no dirt on her. Like, she's a legit goon. She, she might, she must, she must listen. You know what? That verse is what started the City Island Probably. <laughs> issue. <Super. laughs> I hope fuck the That's the part right there. I heard that. I, like, the, for, I personally believe if Nicki does respond, she has to do it on a takeover beat. Nicki and she has to, to do it just to get a beat to at least rectify the freaking track. Like she, if verses have, are trash, at least I the beat is fire. would have to be <laughs> like, on the takeover beat. That'd and, be dope. That'd be dope. That would be the I only thing. If, yeah, it would have to be on the takeover beat, and it, it would have to be decent. And we'll see. Cause, like I said, she can't. She ain't gonna find no dirt. Definitely not. If you do the whole money talk, or you know, I got, I like, saw all these records. Right. You sounding like you sound like your ex. Cause Remy already addressed that shit on the track anyway. Yeah, so, so it's like she might. I don't have to, know. She might have to pull a Eminem from Eight Mile <laughs> and trash herself. A, <laughs> yeah, but. It is what it is. It was it like was a, good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's oh um, like, yeah, because my, uh, my mixy ass. I was like, oh, <laughs> like don't let half any Reminiscing on Nico, just because I was talking to out. um, I was talking to Bianca about it too, who was on the show last week, and she was telling me she's happy for it because now if Nikki does respond, she has to go back to rapping. Because let's be honest. Word. I don't recall any Nicki record or single being dropped in like the last several years. She's on that bubblegum pop now. Yeah, so it's like, for me personally, it was like, okay, Nicki Minaj doesn't really make music for men, one. Mm -hmm. But I respected like the caliber of her work at the time when she came out. Right. Then once she, you know, she solidified her stuff, she started doing all that pop shit, making her money. So it was like, all right, cool. You went that route. It is what it is. But then when you constantly, you know, boasting and bragging like you're the best out, it's like, one, you didn't have no competition. So you ain't really had to do much when there was nobody else there. Little Kim was definitely not holding it down. (laughs) (laughs) Little Kim didn't have a hit since 2005. She had her chance when she came out. When she came back out, she could have went hard, but she was just doing dumb dickhead shit. Like, you yeah, like, now Remy, she looked like Remy a... Remy came out with all her bullshit, and Kim came out and was talking about shit that happened like three years before she went in. Like, and now Lil' Kim looked like an Asian tranny, she so definitely there's like, that. She definitely wow. looks like... She looks like Miss Swan from Mad TV. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a man. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll see what happens. It, I, has it been 24 hours? It hasn't been 24 hours yet. Well, it could be the first 48, but someone still <laughs> got murdered. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens moving forward. She, I I don't know. I think she'll go either way. She'll either drop a record and it's not going to be what it is, or she's going to try to do the whole Jay-Z route thing, like, I'm too big to respond. Good luck with Wait, that. Who did Jay-Z respond Nah, Jay Z. There's a whole bunch of people that have taken shots at Jay before and oh, he's yeah, just man, never man. responded. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Word. But then. Jay-Z don't need to respond, 
Oh, then, Jay-Z's never gonna respond. That's, that's, that's the difference. But people but forget people... Jay-Z is like the sub-god. <laughs> like, he's dropped subliminals for since 92, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he came out in 96. One subliminal could, like, ruin somebody's career. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And then lastly, uh, I know you have more information about this, Naima, uh, with... Uh, is her what's her name just so hilarious on Instagram? Just oh yes. just hilarious she definitely went in on that yeah dude. so you you gotta bring me up to speed about that one because i had seen the picture on like my explore page but i didn't even realize that went it was her in or what happened this corey so, uh, holcomb whoever i believe i believe he asked naima ouch <laughs> thank you so um Jess Hilarious is a new up-and-coming comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes like little videos on Instagram. She posts it, and I think this shit is hilarious because it'd it be true. Um, so recently, she's began um, a little more popular. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, it's Nick Cannon is bringing her on the Wild and Out show. And another comedian who's on there, um, Corey, what's his name? Corey Cole, Holcomb. 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 He's he's, he's whack. On there. Hello he's old as fuck. He's old as fuck. And he's on Wallin' Out. And I guess he felt like he needed to say something to make himself a little more important and give himself a little buzz before the show come back on. Mm-hmm. But she's recently signed to the show. So she took these pictures with her son. Her son has on pants and shorts or whatever he has on. And she's naked. And he's on her lap and she's hugging him. Mm-hmm. So he made um, a meme. And I guess he posted it on, um, on Twitter or whatever. And then it went viral. Mm-hmm. And on a picture, he said, this is this is a part of what's wrong with black America. These whores want their sons to be bitches. Fucking disgusting. What? Now, to me, I look at the, I'm looking at the picture right now. I don't see anything wrong with the picture at all. Mm-hmm. And I had this discussion with my two cousins on Facebook because it was like, oh, it's inappropriate. She shouldn't be having her son on top of her like that. And to me, it's like your mind has to go a certain place in order to think some kind of picture with a parent and a child is perverted or inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, your mind has to be perverse in some kind of way. When I looked at it, I was like, oh, it's cute. It's a mother and her son and she's hugging him. Now, if she was butt-ass naked laying on her back, he's straddling her. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's a visual. So that's, <laughs> right. But the picture's not even like that. It's like she was sitting down and he jumped on her and she hugged him and they took a picture together. That's exactly what it looks like to me. So people have, like, their own opinion of inappropriate and she shouldn't do that and that's a little boy so I said well if that's the case fathers shouldn't be giving their daughters baths that or kissing them on the mouth or kissing them on the mouth if that's you know what I'm saying if that's inappropriate then that should be inappropriate as well it was like no um giving someone a bath it's a little bit different so I said, so what about people who feel some type of way about women breastfeeding in public? They think that's disgusting and somehow perverted. Like, how is a mother breastfeeding her child a sexual act? Mm, I feel like people's mind just go a different place and they read more into something they need to. And another woman said the same thing. She was like, so a woman who breastfeeds her child up until the age of three or four, she's being inappropriate. She's, you know, conducting a sexual act on her child. Like, nobody really couldn't say so much about that. Because it's... I don't see the big deal. Maybe because she's naked and he's a little boy, he's hugging his mom. But I'm like, if he was a newborn and she picked him up out of the tub and she was holding him, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So what Jess did is she put up a slideshow on her Instagram of other people of different nationalities, mm-hmm. men and women, who took photos naked with their children, sitting on their lap or holding them or like 
leaning over their stomach and no one made a big deal out of it. But because she did, it's a big deal. I said maybe it was inappropriate for her to put it on social media, knowing how people react to stuff. But as far as it being perverse and perverted and inappropriate, I just didn't see it. My main issue was him calling her a whore and calling her son a bitch. I felt like that was way out of line and nobody saw anything wrong with that. And then he wanted to use Black America. So I said, well, the problem with Black America is that Black men is always going off on Black women and no one there to defend her. Facts. Everybody started getting on shaky and shit. Like, <laughs> don't, don't make such statements if y'all not ready for me to all the way break it down for y'all. That sounds so dumb. Like, why is this guy it's coming stupid. out of his face? Like, yeah, that was you know, you're a man. You're a man and you're old. Like, are you a little, you know, I guess, nervous she's going to be on the show? Is somebody new on the show and it's a female and she's kind of dope? Is that Possibly. what it is? This guy's clearly irrelevant, and he had to decide, let me pick on this chick because yeah. I'm nothing. Like, this and is no just one else dumb. said anything about the picture until he did, and it went viral. I'm pretty sure somebody probably said something underneath her picture. But for you to do that and try to embarrass her, call her a whore, and you don't know her, and call her son a bitch, that's a little bit too much. That's a dumb. He, he took it too far. And again, I see nothing wrong with the picture. She's hugging her son. So maybe, if, so I was like, well, if everybody was completely closed, would it be okay? You know, people, nah, it'd still be inappropriate. You just saying that shit now, my nigga. Now you just saying that. <laughs> I think the only reason why people probably were saying stuff is be given the kid's age. Maybe if he wasn't a newborn. I'm not trying to defend them at any I'm like just trying to think, like, what would make them think. Because I seen the picture myself, and there was nothing. Like I said, I saw it on my Explore page, and I didn't right. even think nothing of it. I was like, oh, okay. Just a mom taking a picture with her son. That's not like the kid was right. mo- motorboating her. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. I seen, like, I seen worse shit in public. Right. That's what I said. I said people who work in front of nature, I'm pretty sure y'all walk around your kids butt ass naked. Whether your father or father, your child or son or daughter, y'all or, probably curse. Or they, be, probably they be smashing and then they don't lock the doors and then the son right. walk, <laughs> kindly just your walks in. Just about your right. child has seen something inappropriate or heard something inappropriate before. That's far worse than what she's doing taking a picture with her son. So it's like people, y'all gotta like, y'all gotta fucking relax a little bit. All I know is, me. all I know is when Wild and Out starts, she's gonna go. In him, <laughs> she is gonna, and that's that's what I thought about too. Like now you gotta work with Shorty. She's gonna buy. Not even work. <laughs> They're never gonna be on the same team. <laughs> and then you know what the end with the uh, the wild style when they do the freestyle. Yeah, well, she going to violate the FCC is gonna be right there with the sensor button like every two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Jessica Larry. She's an Aquarius. I think her birthday was uh, uh, thirteen. Mm-hmm. So twelve or thirteen. Her birthday would be so shout out to her. She, she's funny. I enjoy her videos. She is funny. Um, she's a young girl. She's 25 and she's on her shit. I just felt like that was Matt Courtney. Yeah, it's gonna be Sheath of Park. In the words of, <laughs> in the words of um Kanye, hated niggas marry hated bitches and have hated kids. That nigga not marry, ain't he got no kids? Ain't he old as fuck? Probably, so probably has well, a good hater niggas marry hater niggas and have hater adopted well, children. <laughs> yeah. He probably hasn't been hugged as a kid too much. Probably that's why. He's just hating. <laughs> it is what it is. But the focus this week, given that this will be the last episode for Black History Month, is mm-hmm. gonna be all things about black representation. How I guess we've been viewed in the media, how we view ourselves in every facet. So, um, I guess what are you, what are you guys general thoughts on black representation in media? 
Mr. Vixen? Um, well, uh, I mean, throughout time, we've been catching lots of L's. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to take it all the way back to the beginning, like, you know, with the minstrel shows and, like, how blacks were viewed then, mm -hmm. it's... It was never in a positive way, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then most of those perceptions were brought up based on the, you know, the times, like, you know, through slavery and all that stuff. So, I mean, from the beginning where, like, white people were um, depicting black people in a certain way and all this stuff, like, it, it's never been a great thing. <laughs> and then just throughout time, like, it just got worse with, like, everything else happening and it, yeah, well... I don't know. I mean, at the time, white people had their own perceptions of what black people were, and then black people had their own perceptions, and they just clearly were two parallel things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were depicted as lazy and depicted as, you know, like, you know, cotton picking and all that stuff. And, you know, that translated into the entertainment of that time. And there was no other outlet for there to be, like, an opposing view. So, I guess black people at the time just accepted the fact that that's what they were represented as and it's kind of sad um and you kind of see that today still but not as i guess overt mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what i think Naima. um black representation back in the day i guess we can take it back to the black and white movies when they did um the black face mm -hmm. and i actually watched half of Birth of a Nation, the original one that came out a couple of years ago. And what they did was they like to depict us as like animals and like beasts. Mm -hmm. And we were ravenous and we were racist. Our men were rapists and stuff like that. We were stupid and we were uneducated. Um, and then we had a point in the 70s when we had like the black exploitation movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the I'm gonna get you, you suckers. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> and then we had like Foxy Brown and you know the Black Power and everything like that it was really good. Mm -hmm. And then we have like Love Jones and you know movies and stuff like that. And now we're slowly getting back to the place of all we do is party, uh, have, curse and fight. Have you know kids out of wedlock. Have kids out of wedlock, right? Like a lot of movies that you see these days or have seen before is always a stereotypical. Mm -hmm. quote unquote stereotypical black woman black family unit you got like the loud on you got one child who didn't finish school need a job the other one who had kids one who's in, in an unhappy marriage it's like mm -hmm. always the same thing over and over again gotcha. I don't I don't I mean I think me personally I think our representation is an extension of like the duality in the world and everything like if you want to, you can find the good representation of any kind of group of people. And if you want to, you'll definitely find a negative representation as well. Like, I think we as a people tend to forget, like, where we come from. For whatever reason, there's, like, always been a divide. Like, just because we're in America, we tend to forget, like, we originated from Africa and our roots of being kings and queens. Now... One, it's not taught in school, so that's Definitely one. And then two, if you do know your research or you do your research, we all know like most of that documentation that they did have back in those days when the settlers went over there, the Europeans, they burned all the books and burned everything. So there's a lack of, you know, 
that imagery of us at a pedestal there but at the same time it's like you know we do have our figures that do represent us in a positive light it's just all depends on you know if you want to focus and you know seek that out like let's take for example Barack Obama and the Obama family that's the ideal representation of us like they're cultured you know they're classy but they still have the elements to them that they're not that different from us and then when you see them on and then most of the time we see them on social media they'll photoshop his hair so you got a fade and an earring <laughs> and be like yeah be like oh the uh Nah, I don't know America no more. Like right. shit, dumb shit like that. It's amusing, but at the same time, it's like, yo, we damaging our own imagery at the same time. So it's like, I think there's duality in our representation when it comes to that aspect of like, you know, who we are. Cause yeah, like I said, we it started with all the African and Egyptian art. Then, you know, unfortunately in the 40s and 50s and the 60s during slavery and you know the civil rights era. Like we had, you know, blackface and things of that nature. I didn't know this until like a few years ago. Like, um, Looney Tunes originally was like low key racist. High key high racist. Key, yeah, yeah high key high racist. High key. Bugs Bunny was never, uh, <clears throat> Bugs Bunny wasn't always the more uh, racially <laughs> <laughs> conscious person. Um, yeah, there was like even cartoons back in the day. Uh, yeah, like anytime they showed a black person, they were extremely dark. They had big pink lips. Somebody was eating watermelon, which, by the way, I hate watermelon. <laughs> I hate watermelon too. Hate I with hate, a passion. I hate I, I'm, I can't I'm sorry. It. Me and watermelon have had great Two parents. Three ain't bad, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Watermelon is the pits. The yeah, worst. or the, if they were usually, you know, similar to monkeys in that facet. Like, that's how they right. depicted us back in the day. As but, beasts and animals. Yeah, beasts and animals. So, you got shit like that that's happened. But I think. It's been like a, almost a roller coaster effect. Like for whatever decade that we've been down, we've always had a decade that we've been up as well. So is this the down decade? No, I think it's actually been so pretty actually it's good. Up. It's yeah. the up. It's the up I think it's a balance. I think it's a balance. I think it's just that for whatever reason, people like negativity more. I don't think it's the fact that people like negativity more. It's more so to where people who are not some who are black and some who aren't they choose to show one image of who we are so i feel like we shouldn't necessarily have to search and dig and dig to find out our history and who we are it should be available to us mm-hmm. so i feel like it's it's we can but at the same time why do we have to and it also de- that makes sense. Sorry. it also depends on how on who is representing the story or who's presenting the story or the viewpoint you know what i'm saying like if you have a viewpoint that's presented in i guess a eurocentric perspective that's going to come off negative and weird and off but now you know today we have black people representing their own stories in their own way and it's coming off more authentic you know what i'm saying and that's that's what makes it a little bit more better now because we don't got somebody else telling our story that's true I would agree with that. Yeah, that's true. But I think we still all got to be somewhat responsible for what it is that we take in and give attention to. Because, like, what we started off with, we started off with the City Island Brawl. I mean, look, (laughs) uh, there's certain things that can't be uh, (laughs) ignored. (laughs) You know, I mean, you have the good and the bad, obviously. Yeah, like I said, duality and everything. I think that's probably, like, the biggest thing is, like, 
people tend to forget like you can have both sides like nobody's all the way perfect and I think of course you can always have both sides but I just feel like when it comes to black people one side is shown more than the other like I said I feel like we should not have to dig and dig and search and be in make it known to other people who we are and what we are and where we originated from that's mostly my problem like I should be able to go somewhere and automatically pick up a book I shouldn't have to go to somebody and ask them hey can you help me find this book and they gotta look in the fucking computer to find it that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. so that's mainly my issue right there we can have the good and we can have the bad but it's like when you have to go above and fucking beyond to find something that's ridiculous but luckily for me my mother and my grandfather and my grandmother and my uncles they brought me I read books. I've been reading books since I was little. Mm-hmm. So they always had me in like this book club to where every month I would get shipped a new book about um, another person in black history. So whatever they were teaching me in school, I knew. So when it came time to do reports about someone in black history, I showed them niggas a curveball. Like, ah, you didn't even know about that. <laughs> exactly. Like, ah, you know what that was? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it depends on who you was raised by too and how much your family care but it's like you should never have my mother shouldn't have to go to the point of joining a fucking book club and get books about black people that's ridiculous it's really ridiculous like, so uh, go ahead no I was just saying like um, learning about like black history and stuff in school like growing up like you always would hear the same people over and over and it was just like alright all we did was make peanuts exactly <laughs> make peanut butter make peanut butter make speeches and <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and, and get shot and get shot and that's like that's okay it. that's great <laughs> then what like <laughs> I think we've done a lot more and it's funny cause like I've seen videos of like people talking about like yo you know the amount of um, inventions that black people came up with did you know this and that and it's like yeah we don't really talk about those things too much because mm-hmm. it's like no one would know that a black person like created like the, the filament in a light bulb or like mm-hmm. no one would know that uh, there was a black person that invented like potato chips or, like stuff like that like really important things that we use around us that we day. take for granted exactly it's just black people are Martin Luther King Malcolm X and oh there's that's it peanut guy <laughs> like, <laughs> that's and yeah, Uncle Ben oh no not <laughs> Uncle Ben <laughs> and Aunt Jemima too <laughs> like <laughs> And Madam C.J. Walker. Yeah. But there's so much more people that have contributed more, and it's just like, you know, those are some great representations, but you have to bring it into now, like, where are the modern representations and how are they being projected? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, we, we have Barack Obama. Okay, and that's the safe answer. Well, you guys got Barack yeah, Obama. And then even <laughs> like, to a certain extent, like... He's part. You could part. You could say he's part of like the one percent. Like he's a black man. Went to Harvard. He's extremely educated. That's not the majority of us. So in some ways that's he's some. Dream, though. That's, that's yeah, a that's dream. a dream. But in some ways that's 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 more detached. This is why a lot of dudes or females look up to entertainers or athletes or people in those sort of industries because they're. I guess you could say they're more closer to the same sort of background that we come from. And Barack Obama was poor. Yeah, but at the same time, he overcame the odds, and he's going. I don't know a lot of dudes so, from so, East Flatbush so going to Harvard. But maybe that. But maybe that's the problem. People are lazy. That's another thing. Because if we can come from the same situation, only one of us make it to Harvard. You choose to sell drugs, or you choose to just I'm gonna be a rapper for like the past 15 years, then you still ain't make it. That's the issue right there. Why are you taking that quote unquote easy way out? Well, it's not even an easy way out. They just, for whatever reason, they don't think outside the box. They get stuck in just being comfortable 
and just like that's their way of life and that's why everybody's a scammer now because that's that's what's in <laughs> that's what's popular and sally that goes back to and the it's, representation and it's easy. yeah and it's easy but then it's like okay what more do you have to offer i think we have to ask more of ourselves and ask more of the people around us so that's the only way we gotta elevate because if we just stick to whatever it is is popular on the radio we ain't gonna make no advancement in the re- the representation that the general public will continue to have for of us. That's what they that's what's gonna keep going on. Right, but the problem is that problem is that people rather stay that way though. Like I said, people are fucking lazy. Yeah. They're lazy. So it's not really what you see all the time, what you see every day. I see the same shit most people see every day and I'm not out here doing the same thing. So I feel like that's a cop out. If we go to the same school, we have the same teachers, we learn the same shit. If I can do a little bit more, you could do a little bit more too. Yep. People are fucking lazy and they want to take the easy way out. Oh, he got mad money. He do this. I'm going to do that too. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to go to school. It's going to take me a little bit longer, but I'm going to acquire some kind of wealth and I want me and my family to be comfortable. Nobody thinks about that. Because people want shit to fall in their laps. And yeah. This is what, um, hashtag free tax. This is what tax always be talking about. Especially with dudes that be trying to, you know, make it into the industry. They always trying to seek validation from other people. Like posting up pictures with other celebrities or rappers, like, oh, he support the movement. Like y'all just met like two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, all he said was what's up. Yeah, take a picture with you. Yeah, like they don't want no hard work. They just trying to. Everybody wants to get uh, silver spoon fed in their mouth. Like, nah, you gotta pay your dues and whatever it is that you're trying to do. Like, you gotta pay your dues and work your way up to the top. You may as you're gonna do double the work. But that's just how it is. It's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but that's just the way it's gonna be. Those little dudes pushing the girls of VIP just to get next to the celebrity. <laughs> Word. <laughs> just, oh, just, to, just to say they close to the dude. Like. Yeah, like I think he had posted a picture like Jeezy was in a club, and like it was. 99.9% dudes trying to take selfies with him. That's weird. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, that's weird. Men are the real... Men, black men are like the new groupies. Uh, that's so weird. <laughs> like, I just don't understand why. Because what, what, is, what is that What is that doing for you as a person? Like, Because people are now chic to social media. Your likes equate to your status now. That makes me sad. <laughs> Yo, it is what it is. But um, Naima, speaking on what you mentioned earlier about like uh, representation, do you think? How can I say it? Well, I said it's like a roller coaster. So how do you feel about like our representation? Like, I guess you could say the '90s was somewhat of a golden. The late '80s, early '90s was like a somewhat of a golden era, golden era for like us, because you've had you had the Cosby Show, you had Living Single, you had Living uh, Living Color. Uh, you had all the, you know, the, the sh- not, I guess you could say hood classics, like the Boys in the Hood movies, or um, Poetic Justice. So, that's kind of like our golden era. And now you could say we're somewhat trending back to that golden era. You got Luke Cage, you got um, How to Get Away with Murder with uh, Viola Davis, you got, um, uh, what's her face, Carrie Washington in Scandal. Scandal. Uh, you got Gabrielle Union with Being Mary Jane. You got uh, Taraji C. Henson and uh, Terrence Howard with Empire. Like, there's a lot more yeah. black people on part-time TV on certain channels. And not only is it, on. not only are there one being um, put in the forefront, it's not the stereotypical, oh, you just ratchet, you know, mm-hmm. you just hood. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, these are, they're all playing different roles of different people in different positions of power. Right. 
so I feel as though like we we're trending in the right direction and I think that's somewhat out of necessity like because systematically the average everyday person is not getting the same sort of like I guess lane to succeed in life now a lot of us are like you know venturing out to things that we're more passionate about so there's more people that care about the arts than ever before in my personal opinion so i think i think we're doing all right i think, we're doing I think right. it's more black people who are more into the arts than before i'll say that because being around people in college mm -hmm. we never really seen too many uh Black people. Or black well, we people gotta have a, 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 a episode dedicated on uh, episode dedicated to school because I don't think school, I don't think school benefits anybody for the creative. You may learn some skill set, some technical skill set, and you may be able to network, but I don't think it's ideal. So that's why we never experience, we never rub shoulders with people like you. Probably, I wouldn't know because I didn't go to a, a historically black black college but i think uh -huh. those i think those students probably met more people that eventually led their way into um you know the arts but i don't if you went to school in like new york or somewhere else you probably did not get that same sort of experience or got that same sort of vibe like i don't know i did i mean then again i didn't go to school with a whole bunch of black people either so there's that yeah that's but, another um, thing yeah um the schools that i went to it was a Everybody was like, it was very, it was a lot more entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. they weren't necessarily black or Latino. Um, everybody was into art or playing some kind of uh, instrument, or they wanted to be like producers, you know, every or artists, like mm -hmm. legit painting and doing sculptures and shit like that. So I kind of saw that, but it wasn't really black people doing it then, and I can say actually appreciating it and being more open about it now. And I think that's a stigma in the black community. So yep. what do you mean you want to be an artist? What do you mean you want to play the fucking what? guitar? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I what do you mean that, you want to I, be a dancer? I remember I had that conversation with my pops when I first went, when I first uh, was getting ready to graduate from high school. And he was like, so what you going to do? And I, at the time, I was like, yo, I was really into, I don't say I was really into video games, but like when I was younger, I used to draw a lot. And then eventually, you know, got into video games. I was like, yo, I'm, I want to design games or whatever. You mean doctor? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember having that conversation with him. And I was like, yo, I'm going to go to school for computer science. And he was like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's bread in that. Uh, yes and no. Not in back. Not really. Video games, yes. But it depends. Yeah, like, but though. then. As time has gone by, like technology has changed, so you really gotta like constantly yeah. keep educating yourself. Now, yeah, now. yeah. Now, back yeah. then, you probably would have been okay. Yeah, yeah, because it was new. Yeah, because it was new. Now it's nothing. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, at the time, like it was starting to get popular, so it kind of get over flooded. So by the time you graduated, it probably would again probably would have been a bit difficult to get a job. But even so, like our previous generation, they're mo if they're not immigrants. If they were immigrants, as soon as they got over here, they were just getting whatever job they could. Of course. And solidify their family. So they have that knowledge, and that's the same thing they was passing down to us. So like I said, when I told him I wanted to go to school for computer science, he was, no, that's a dub. Like, you need to be like a doctor or a lawyer. It's like, no. Why, why are you wasting your time going after your dreams? <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's like the constant battle I have with him even to this day. It's like he doesn't understand. Like, I want to do something I'm passionate and happy about. Like, I don't want to go to work and know and feel like it's work. Like, I want to do something that's like, okay, I did what I had to do. I didn't even clock in. I don't even know when I clocked in. I don't know when I clocked out. All I know, I came in to do something that day and I got it done. But a lot of them, they don't believe in that. So when you have kids that, you know, were trying to pursue something in the arts, a lot of times, if it wasn't your peer that was trying to push you down, it was usually your parent that was trying to push you <laughs> down. It was like, no, yeah, like, no, I'm not going to have no kid chilling in my house trying to figure things out. Like, no, you got there's bills to be paid and shit like that. So I would have to agree with you in that certain extent. Because I remember there was a point in time where I was like, I was working and I was trying to figure things out to a certain extent. And I remember he pulled me to the side for whatever reason. And he was like, yo, so what you gonna do with yourself? And I'm like, did I do something wrong? Like, why, <laughs> why are we having this heart to heart talk right now? Like, I just wanted to get something to drink. Sounds from like the he was coming at you, bro. <laughs> I don't think that was a heart to heart. Yeah, he definitely was coming at me. And he was like, yo, like, I think I was probably like 22 or 23 at the time. And he was like, yo, like, I'm not going to have nobody in my house like 30 years old. Like, you should just like take up social work or something. I'm like, that sounds like a huge cop out. Like, I'm going to fucking get a social working job to hear about crazy, hear about people in their fucked up situations all day. And then what? Prescribe them pills <laughs> so they could get out of my office and just go home just so I could collect a check to barely pay the expensive ass rent in New York City. And get to him from work. I'm like, nah. But thinking about it, that kind of happened to me too. Like, and especially growing up in a Korean household, yo, Korean oh, yeah. parents are so high key shady. Like, it'd be <laughs> it'd be the conversation where like you hear your pops and moms talking on the phone to like a relative, and you're like, yo, I don't know why. Insert your name. Don't be doing nothing with their lives. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're all sitting here doing nothing. I tell them to go try to find a job in education. And I was getting a little personal because this is exactly what happened to me. And it's just like, no. you're like, I don't want to be in the Department of Education. No offense to people who are, but it's like, that's not my yeah, trajectory. Like, like, why can't I just find a job that I'm comfortable with? It's something I want to do instead of it being like default job just because. Yeah, and it's crazy because I think I brought this up on the show before. It's like, yeah, the parent, your your parents in that generation, they're the ones that would deter you from pursuing your dreams or whatever. But your grandparents who've been there and done that, they're the ones who gotta tell you like, right. yo, do whatever the fuck makes you happy, because they've already lived their life. They already know like, okay, if I could have went back, I would have did things mm-hmm. differently. But it's crazy like how that, you know, they will have conflicting views on life, and yet. It's like, yo, if you don't hear what your own parent is telling you about how I'm supposed to live my life, how you you think I'm going to listen to you? Like, fuck out of here. So it's like, it is what it is when it comes to that aspect of, like, what it is you want to pursue. But back to representation. Um, I, I mean, I personally watch a lot of television, so I'm just kind of curious between you two. I just want to know what you guys are, like, currently watching in the sense of, like, black, black shows or, like, you know, black entertainment. Um, Scandal, how to get away with murder, um, stars, being Mary Queen. Power. Um, power. Um, I think, like on the top of my head, I'm not gonna think about it. I actually let me turn on my DVR and I'm probably play everything. But, but yeah, see, everything uh, else is more projected
York or just growing up in general figuring your way out trying to be on board I watch a lot of shit like that I mean aside from loving hip hop I mean Go. Oh, let's talk about uh, loving hip hop. Jeez. With the tongue out, I'm sure. I sure did. I sure did. My tongue out. Definitely heard that through the phone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, the way I look at TV is like, I don't even care like who's on there. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're sexual orientation. Good, good TV. TV is good TV. Word. And I think I, a lot of actors and actresses complain about this too. It's like, I don't want to be labeled as like a black actor or this is a black movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to just make good, great content that brings people to watch the show or the media itself. So it's like, yeah, shows like Power or whatever. And I don't really, I don't watch Scandal. I don't watch How to Get a Room Murder but still it's like i rather watch good tv i don't care you could be a fucking alien i don't care if the show is good i'm gonna watch it like i don't have no expectations or i'm not gonna feel as though like you know you're being stereotyped in that facet because hey you it's everybody fits a role look at law and order svu all the crim- half the criminals be minorities, but you still have black and Hispanic police officers as well. So it's like, as long as the show is good, I don't really care about you know the color of the skin. Now I would say it's nice to see more of us on TV because it's for for a period of time it was night and day. Like we had all our shows in the 90s, and then like the late 2000s after they cut off like Girlfriends and what what else was popping back then. Girlfriends, oh, um, um, in the house. I don't know if y'all remember that show. Oh, Hello, Cool J. Oh, Hello, oh, some of his best friends. Uh, <laughs> Moesha. Moesha. Oh. The Parkers. Yeah, after they cut all that off, the Parkers. Huh? We were nowhere to be found. <laughs> Word. There was a there was a lot of like black, and even going back to like you know like Family Matters and like all those type of shows. Yeah, like, like there were no black sitcoms on. I mean, even it, okay if you want to say you know they're not really you know as ideal like that's not how typical family really operates but, but still it's nice to at least see, see it on tv because you may have that the, little kid who's probably growing up in a horrible condition but if he sees that on tv he's like all right at least i have something to strive for like i wish my family could be like that and eventually when he grows older he or she grows older it's like okay maybe i could possibly i want to create a family just like that that i saw on tv could you imagine like how many kids that grew up and watched the cosby's and probably want to emulate that as they got older so it was important for us to be on tv even if it may not be you know as uh, realistic to what we live in on a daily basis Go ahead, I think Nora. that's the problem I think that's the problem right there um, saying that certain black shows that we had on is unrealistic that's the that's the, the issue right there I'm I, mean, just, I, people, I brought that up because that's what I've heard from other people well yeah, yeah but if on. white people anybody else can have shows that depict them all being fucking rich and living in nice houses and have them live in fucking Pennsylvania and fucking trailer I mean <laughs> people forget we, it, should, um, it should be okay to have that for us as well just like you said something to want to you know strive, strive for, for and yeah. work towards you know what and I'm then saying? people forget about married with children that was Word. like the first right. the functional family white, on tv oh, white trash <laughs> <laughs> and that show was hilarious the show was funny as fuck but i mean talking about those unrealistic type of situations like i feel you know for example with fresh prince of Bel-Air, you had a black 
family that was you rich, know, affluent, affluent in nature, yeah. and you know what I'm saying? They were living in this big house, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, even though that's probably not seen all the time, but it's something that it's like, whoa, this is something I've never seen before. This is dope. You know, freaking family matters. You had a, well, I can relate to the show. They were, you could guess, middle class. The, a middle, middle class family in Chicago, but you had this black young nerd that was inventing shit mm-hmm. <laughs> that you you don't see that shit every day you know what i'm saying but it was a smart young black guy that despite his quirks and his clumsiness or whatever like he was smart and he knew what he was doing and like you know what i'm saying like those are the type of representations that are taken for granted but at the same time it's like it diversifies the type of images you yeah see. we're not all out here Word. you know on the block with our do-rag on two-tone do-rag let's not forget <laughs> yeah, two-tone <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> two-tone do-rag out here getting caught up in trouble or cursing out our teachers or doing dumb shit like we are there are a plethora of upstanding individual people of color so it's important to have us on there right it's not like that movie don't be a menace in the hood while sipping all that shit <laughs> <laughs> not, but, the I mean, longest fucking movie title in history like word. But at the same time, like I mean, I the Wayne's like you know Marlon and Sean they obviously yeah, did that they, movie to they poke don't get fun enough at, credit. Yeah, they don't, poked yeah. fun at those type of stereotypes, and I think those type of movies back then you know were important because it's like even though they were poking fun at the stereotypes and like really like over dramatizing it, you know what I'm saying it showed the it showed like the parallel of you know this is what, how people see us and this is right, like a crazy right. depiction uh-huh. of what it is compared to what it really is you know and then I mean? important yeah. and most importantly they were everybody was doing stuff relevant to that time mm-hmm. so it was like it was somewhat relatable so you had like a show like girlfriends that was you know that was the i guess you could say it was the black version of sex in the city right. it was, oh, golden, you, golden yeah i could see sex in the city yeah okay we could say that yeah, yeah golden girls yeah. is also a classic <laughs> one too but yeah so it was like it was just important to have us on there so it's nice to see us starting to circulate back on there because i for a long time it's like because a lot of the actors and actresses would complain it's like they would constantly get typecasted for certain roles it was right. like no we are more versatile than that i can be the president i don't have to be you know the gangbanger number two like it, it, we are more than just that so it was nice to see but then you know in the other aspect you brought this up how do you feel about shows like a love and hip-hop or like a real housewives of atlanta I'll bring that they to kill my, They kill my fucking brain cells. Like, I like it for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me something to watch when ain't shit else is on. But I will say that sometimes certain things can be relatable. You know what I'm saying? Certain, some people are going through that. Mm-hmm. Do I think it constantly needs to be exploited? Do we constantly need to be arguing with each other and fighting? No, because it makes it seem like... That's all we do? Just bicker that's about... Think yeah, about we um, cheating. We get a little bit of right. We get a little bit of money. Um, we want to buy all this nice shit. We got a whole bunch of baby daddies. The men, the, all the men do is cheat. Want to be in the studio making songs that never come out. <laughs> um, all we want to do is go on these cute little, these cute little trips with each other and then argue on a trip and bring up old shit at the dinner table. Oh my god! And it's like, and I think about it. I'm like, I don't operate like that with my mm-hmm. friends. So it's like, why the fuck y'all like 30, 40, 50 years old? doing shit like that i ain't even do stuff like this in my 20s mm-hmm. but that's the thing it's like when, when does it turn from oh this is just entertainment this is cool to where somebody's watching the shit it's like yo this is real life because it's supposed to be yeah i think reality show right i think that's probably the biggest show. issue is like people don't 
I think the like the avid fan, they don't just see it as entertainment. They, I think they subconsciously think like this is really happening. Cause like, oh, they just spilled the tea. Shit just got lit. <laughs> like, nah, this shit was fucking scripted and it's trash. But think about somebody that's not familiar with that culture. You know what I'm saying? They're watching the shit like, oh, all black people down kind of act like this. Well, like, they probably that people nature. that looked at look at the show like that. They had preconceived notions anyway. prior to. Oh, but anyway, and that's yeah, so that's think. valid. So seeing that is validation to them. Oh yes, all Shakik was in Taquanas always have beef over brunch. Like, <laughs> like right. Like, there you not go. At all. Like, if I or even that. Brunch, all, all of all of our names have multiple vowels next to each other. We don't right. have Ashleys or uh, uh, or uh, Stevens in the black community. It's a Jaquan or some shit like that. So people that see the shows like that, they already had a preconceived notion. Me personally, I don't watch it. I don't watch the show. I've dated chicks that've watched the show around me. It doesn't really do anything for me. I think I watched like the first season of Love and Hip Hop, and that was it. Yeah, I watched it for them. I didn't watch it for them. It wasn't yeah. like I, I, I like I watched it because it was like new. It was like oh, okay, Jim Jones and his girls. Like ah, oh, okay, this is cool. And after all, I was like, all right. And that's the reason why um Christy stopped doing Love and Hip Hop. She was like because you pretty much setting me up. Like you know what I want to do, what I choose to do, what I'm not going to say, what I don't want to say, who I don't want to be around. And you bring them around me anyway, and you yeah. make me beef with them and fight right. with them. Like, and why are you setting so it up? Do and you, after that, Chrissy ain't do it no more. So do you feel that's like black exploitation? Of course it is. And Mona Scott is the queen of that shit. Word. So then how do you... pulling them strings. So then how do you feel about um, Tyler Perry and his movies? Some people feel that's... that's ex- I, 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 I felt that a little bit in the beginning of the episode when I talked about um, people making movies about the stereotypical black family. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the loud aunt, you got the, the, the daughter. Because he be having he all the stereotypes in all his he movies. He do, but you, you know what it is? I, I feel like people are sensitive in the fact that sometimes you can say, yo, I dead ass got an aunt like that. Because mm-hmm. I watch some of his movies and I be like, that remind me of aunt such and such or cousin such and such. Like, it's somewhat relatable if you grew up like that or if you have family members like that. Mm-hmm. If you do not, then you can't relate to it. Therefore, you can't really have an opinion about it. Other than maybe you feel like he probably shouldn't put it out there for so much. But at the end of his movie, always some kind of coming together and figuring out the problem and still remaining a family. And if people don't see that at the end of the movie, then that means they choose to see something else. Because at the end of his movie, it's always about the, all the family coming together and making shit work. Mm-hmm. So then, That's uh, usually how the, the movie ends. That's important because it's just like, all right. Granted, the character of Medea, uh, no, that's a whole story itself. But at the same time, there is a positive message. So at least it's like, I right, outside of these crazy, you know, typecasts of like the crazy aunt or like the ain't shit cousin that don't do shit with his life or mm-hmm. whatever. You still come yeah, there's like an underlying a, story. There's an underlying if, story and there's a positive message. If you're message. intelligent enough to see it as such, big ass. Yeah. But that's a difference. You know, it's just like you have to see the the message outside of everything that's depicted and realize all right you know there's something positive here and it's not just like some typical i well everyone's a dub and this whole family's crazy mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like so then and the I, thing with the thing with tyler perry dressing up as a day i'm still trying to figure out why everybody has a huge problem with that when martin dressed up like big mama jamie fox dressed up like shanene eddie murphy played damn near every motherfucker body and um the nutty professor I still don't understand. Well, I feel like the people that want to latch on to that argument, they only do that because I I forgot who it was. One of one of these black actors was like, I think it was Kevin Hart, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. 
But I think they had approached Kevin Hart about doing a film like that, and he had to wear like a, a dress or whatever, and he was adamantly like, nah, I'm not doing that. And I think people that, you know, make that big fuss, they try to say like, oh, um, that's like the cop out. That's like the cop out for like white white corporations. It's like, oh, you wear the dress. Now we now you're marketable. We don't care about all the stuff you was doing independently. Now you could wear this dress and you could be funny. So now you're marketable to the masses. But that so rolls over to social media because the mad dudes were like dressing them as chicks. They yeah, still do it I don't. Today. Yeah, you know I, I'm, I'm 50 50 on that. Some of the stuff be funny, but then it's like, yo, you constantly bitches do this, bitches do that. It's like, bro, like, come on. Like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. It's just like, and this kind of goes into that is like how entertainment kind of rolls into like different forms of media and how people depict what they see and they you know roll off of that and it's just mm-hmm. like well all right when does it become entertainment and then when does it become like i right, you doing this just you know just just for angry, likes just for likes and shit like that you know what i'm saying like entertainment is such a it's such a broad term but it's like you know especially in our culture is like when it's become commentary when it's become just like something that's funny or or chill mm-hmm. well because we we gotta wrap the, up soon so i'll ask this then it's like do you feel as though that we need to be socially responsible in a certain aspect of like what image we portray just in general because there's various examples of what we put out there and how it blows up look at fucking bobby Schmurder. got popular off a song talking about all the stuff that happened on the street gets locked up for everything that's so, his fault so it's like do we need to be more socially responsible let me go first um, I'm also I'm over here wrapping computers in my head right now. Um, how 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 would we be socially responsible though? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just only, like the, I mean, the only thing I can do being one whole person, individual, I can't speak for all black people. When I'm not Naima Captain Save a whole or whore, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Only thing I could do is be responsible responsible for what I put out there. Yeah, that's what I I'm saying. Like, sure, should we be yeah, more aware? Because we, I mean, we've mentioned this. There's other people out there who need to do their part too. So you still have people out there um, making sure they represent our culture in a positive light, um, representing themselves as kings and queens and loving who they are. But then you still have all this other stuff going on too. So I kind of feel like it's, it's, it's no balance. I feel like it's no balance. Like you like to always say it's about duality. Mm-hmm. It is. That's what it is. The representation needs to be once again balanced and needs to be realistic you know what i'm saying like like not one extreme and not another extreme just like a healthy balance of something that's realistic to what we can relate with so for example like shows like you know insecure or shows like atlanta or shows like blackish those type of shows you know depict us in a way where it's like it's relatable it's relatable it's not like a crazy stereotype or it's not like all right you're downplaying the culture you know what i'm saying it's something where somebody can look at that especially in our you know demographic and realize all right this is something that i could see somebody going through or i'm going through myself and it's not like this is some crazy scenario where you know me and my homegirls are out at brunch and somebody looks at me wrong and that was a big ass you know what i'm saying like obviously like the reality show type of concept but mm-hmm. it's you know i like those type of representations especially like in, in tv and movies because you know especially thinking of the younger generation too like they're consuming this type of content and they're being influenced by it mm-hmm. as well so it's like you know 
it doesn't have to be our responsibility, so to speak, but we should be mindful of those type of images we put out there because the younger generation is consuming shit way more than we used to back in the day. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And their their perspectives of wh- who we are are conceived younger and younger as generations go on. So I think it's, it's important that we at least are mindful of it. We don't have to be social, you know, social justice like heroes, but at least be mindful of what we put it out there. I, I also I also kind of feel like um, depending on people don't like positive shit. Like, let's be honest. Facts. When I'm at work and I'm talking to girls, like, well, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 30. They're like, oh my god, but you don't even look like you're like 25. You have any kids? No, I don't have any kids. Girl, why you have no kids? You need to keep some kids right now. You need... It's like people's priorities are different when it comes to like the younger girls. It's like who need to have a baby because that means you're a woman. You need to have a nigga that's giving you money. It's like they're but that's Their again that, that's aspiration is just all messed up and when you tell them oh no like i'm doing this i'm doing that <clears throat> excuse me and i went to this school and i've been i've been trying to do this for this long and this is my plan they're looking at you like oh that shit is boring like when well, you about to pop off like uh, that's how they 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 see it you and it's kind of like i feel like it's starts in the house at the same time it's too many young parents these days it's too many grandmothers that are like fucking 38 years old you know what i'm saying and they're growing up with their children and growing up with your children this day and age is different than growing up with your children in like the 70s and 80s and i think like that's the problem we can only do but so much but i'm not here to raise nobody's child either Facts. so i asked this one last question really quick what would america be if they love black people as much as they love black culture They'll be bored as hell. They wouldn't know what the fuck to do with themselves. <laughs> they be like, now we got to talk to each other? They be dumb. They'll be sick. <laughs> They'll be fucking sick. <laughs> I don't know. What would it be? It would be... It would probably be kind of fucking dope. Yeah, but that's how like, I feel. I think it would be kind of dope. And then at the same time, I wonder, what would our, would our culture still be the same? I think we'll be the same regardless. Cause we, to be, I mean, just to be blunt, we kind of run shit. <laughs> kind of run shit <laughs> from a cultural aspect. When we, when we say when we say something is lit, it's lit. Yeah, it's like, and that's why they still. And I think the biggest example is just this show. Is like, all of us are black, but everybody that works here at the studio is white, and we have uh, talk like we're best friends. Right. Yeah. So it's like we talk about any and everything. There's never no like awkward moments. Nothing like Ever. that. It's like genuine, like, I respect you as a human being, you respect me as a human being. It's like, it's just, it's just dope. So, and we have open conversations with everyone at the studio as well about everything. And I feel like if more people was like that, you know how chill it would be? It would be so chill. We'd be be smoking upstairs with Dylan right now. Right (laughs) now. I miss you, Dylan. So instead of Julia over at freaking sales <laughs> judging you at your job, you know what I'm saying? You can have a conversation. Like it's all about conversation. Like if we really just took the time out to like talk to each other, get to know each other outside of what we perceive, then yeah, shit would be Yeah, like respect each other for our differences and see what makes you unique and what makes right. me unique as opposed to like, oh, you from where? You do what? Nah, I can't get with that. You know what the thing is? I get that a lot from people. Um, and I get it from my own people. 
when I'm around like you know other like white friends or like talking to old classmates back from college mm-hmm. I speak to them like this I say the n-word I curse this is who I am and they accept me but when I'm around my own kind it's kind of like wait where you from are you from there oh that makes sense yeah oh, that's, that's why you why act it. like yeah and I'm like well honey check my resume because I'm pretty sure it's far more extensive than yours with all the curse words I just used just now. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I try to tell them like this is how I treat but then if I need to speak a different way I can also do that as well Would you feel a little bit more comfortable If I toned out my voice a little bit Like what is it about me That makes you feel uncomfortable And I think that's what it is People get uncomfortable around Other people who are a little bit different than them yeah. And I had to get to a point too That I was okay with who I am And how I dress and how I speak And how I choose to represent who I am And not be afraid that I'm representing all black people Because I don't well, none of us should feel like we're representing. No, <laughs> I represent all, myself. All black people. But, but all of them, bro. But, <laughs> like, but, but when you've been in situations like me, when you're the only black girl in the room, people look yeah. at you that way. Oh, you know I mean, I'm so, the, right. I get you because I'm the only black guy at my whole company, and I'm token as token can be. <laughs> like, I, I gotta represent myself. That yeah. check looked nice, though. Oh, <laughs> definitely does. But that's not the point. This is a representation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to feel like every time I walk in, I, I'm. Well, I can't really be mistaken for any other guy in the company because I am the only black <laughs> guy of the whole company. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And it's and it's, you know, I, I know how to like so speak code switch it up. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's still me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But right. it's, I mean, there's certain situ- there's certain situations and there's certain conversations that I can have with my coworkers that I can't have with anybody else. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And and that's where the kind of divide comes in because it's like I'm I'm the kid from Brooklyn, born and raised. While there's other people from like the Midwest and other places, and it's just like my experiences of the city are way different from theirs. You know what I'm saying? So I can't go to work <laughs> tomorrow and talk about the city island situation. Like no one's, <laughs> no one's gonna care. I'm sorry. So wait, you're island? telling me it's a city and an island? I remember going there with Jeremy and uh, <laughs> Frederick just last summer, and I didn't see anything about a brawl. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just like, yeah. oh my life. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so uh, worry, I go in and talk about the Oscars. <laughs> like, nobody cares about that other stuff. And it's and that's what makes it weird, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, overall, back to the like black representations, like, I think we're going, I think we're moving in the, in the positive, positive trend, moving upward, moving in the right way and i just you know hopefully hopefully people the younger generation see everybody that's in their position now and hopefully they're inspired in some way and they continue to push all the cultures forward right at the end of the day it's kind of reclaiming our story and telling it from our yeah just showing that we're just more than what you know mass media would like to portray us as like we're, we're better than that so this kind of wraps up like our whole you know black history month themed you know four episodes so make sure to go back and watch oh not watch listen to all of them yes <laughs> make sure you go back and listen a lot of insightful dope conversations some dope people um next month we're gonna be women's history month so we gotta try to bring you know important females of various fields that you know are important only, only like two though 
fucking episode. You, Holy he's life. still figuring this out. Nima is the top boss here, Steve. Don't you understand? No, I'm not. I'm little boy. Steve's big boy. I just got a big ass mouth. That's just what it is. <laughs> I'm not going to agree nor disagree. I'm just going to tell everybody to subscribe. <laughs> Listen. Safe. <laughs> Make sure you rate and review on iTunes. That's very important. Uh, drop us any comments, feedback, anything. Like, the more support, the merrier. We appreciate all of y'all. You guys can even ask personal questions. Very I'll personal. She'll answer and I'll all tell all Stephen Shipper. If you want to know. I'm not that important. They don't want to know nothing about me. I'm more like you the star of the show. You, that's what makes you even more important. You the star of the show. <laughs> I'm, the oracle. You're the I'm, oracle. I'm just right. gonna be behind the scenes <laughs> laughing it's, at both It's about of them. time for your phone call to drop. We'll see y'all next week. Later, y'all. Bye.